Up World. Pass first point guard and trailblazer reporter Mike Richmond. Listen to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and now also on YouTube. That means if you are listening to my voice now, please, please, please go to YouTube and subscribe to the show. We're trying to get to 2,000 subscribers by New Year's. That's 2,000 subscribers by 2022. We cannot get there. We can't even approach it without your help. So go go now. If you're watching on YouTube, smash that subscribe button. It's not going to hurt. We post a new episode five days a week, at Monday through Friday, every day every day of the week right here on this channel. And if you're a podcast listener uh, and, and maybe not a YouTube person, Still go support the show, pause the podcast, or head over to YouTube right now and subscribe to the show. Uh, support, so, you know, support the show, join the join the network, see into, or join, you know, join the community, see into my uh, basement setup, you can see into my studio, all that fun stuff. We got a fun show for you today, um, depending, I guess, on your definition of fun, but a jam-packed full, uh, episode for you today. Uh, the Blazers lost 116-111 to the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Yuck, gross. Uh, a new starting lineup. Damian Lord back on the court for the first time after missing five games. And then we'll close the show with a little Blazers moment of joy because we need joy in our lives. Um, stick stick with us for a Blazers moment of joy. If you haven't experienced that, it's it uh, you'll enjoy it. I promise with us. We'll do to close the show. But first, we'll do what we do at this time, the fastest recap in the West. The Blazers lose 116-111, as I mentioned. And they were down early, 33-26 after one. Damian Lord, four turnovers in his return to the starting lineup. That starting lineup was a new one. It was Dame, Norman Powell, Nas Little, Larry Nance Jr., and Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, no Cody Zeller in this one missed the game with a cracked um patellar uh bone like his kneecap cracked kneecap uh in his leg he's going to be out at reevaluated in a week uh we'll see how long he's out but at least one week and that sounds like something that could be uh, a little bit longer and no no uh and no CJ McCollum in this one either. He's uh, still out dealing with a, a collapsed right lung. So the Blazers go with the new starting lineup, and it didn't matter. They were down early, 33-26, like I said, after one. Down one of the break, 56-55. And they were still in the game because Norman Powell had 11, and Anthony Simons had 11, a big night for Ant. Damon Lord led them at halftime with 12 points, but he was 3 of 8 from the floor, 1 of 6 from 3, and 5 of 6 the free throw line. Caroline Towns, 19 points in the first half. Big night for Cat. Blazers down 5 at the end of three quarters. And because of foul trouble to Yusuf Nurkic and Larry Nance Jr. Trendon Watford played seven minutes in the third quarter. A seven-minute cameo for the Blazers' undrafted two-way player. The Blazers short on bigs. The roster just doesn't isn't built for it. Was got four minutes of Trendon Watford. Blazers plus four in those seven minutes. Down five after three. And then the Blazers came roaring out of the gates to open that fourth quarter. They actually seized a seven-point lead with just over seven minutes left. And when Damon Lord missed a three-pointer that would have pushed it to 10, their largest lead of the game with seven minutes and 20 seconds left, they basically collapsed from that point forward. The um, Dame misses a shot and the game just goes sideways. Timberwolves come all the way back. Uh, D'Angelo Russell hits back-to-back step-back threes, ties the game at 104. And from the 356 mark to the 55-second mark, the Blazers scored two points. The game just got away from them. They were, uh, you know, they're up two and then all of a sudden they're down six with, with a minute left. It's just, it, they just did not score in the closing seconds during that stretch. They went 0 for 4 with a turnover brutal stuff and that's how you lose 116-111 you collapse late in the fourth quarter and don't score that's your fastest recap in the west 
Oh, man. <laughs> Damon Lillard finished with 24 points, 5 of 17 shooting. He was 3 of 14 from 3, 11 of 15 at the free throw line. His first game back after missing five games. He added 11 rebounds and six assists. Not a good Dame game. Looked, um, did Just looked short. Looked. He said he felt really good. Like, he said he felt fine. He said, you know, his body felt felt really good and he was moving around that he was just short. And he said he got tired at the end just because, um, you know, the it's tough to not play NBA basketball for two weeks and then try to come back and play. But, like, just watching him, this was not Dame back. This was not, this did not make you feel good about Dame's health. It might not make you feel good about where he's at as a basketball player right now. It's just another night, yet another night of him having, um, of being inefficient. Um, you know, five of 17 floor, true shooting wise, not a terrible night, but he did miss four, three, four free throws. The big night offensively was Anthony Simons, who had hit six three-pointers, 26 points off the bench for the Blazers. They also had five threes from Ben McLemore. He had 15 points. He was a plus 17 in 15 minutes. Um, Dude is instant offense, uh, and when he's on, he doesn't he doesn't really do much else but shoot, and sometimes he doesn't shoot that well, but when he does, he is a professional shooter. 15 points from Norman Powell, who um, who was fine in this game, and 10 from uh, Nas, who started. Larry Nance, 8 points, 12 boards, 3 assists. Uh, Robert Covington, an all-time great Covington line. 1 of 6 from the floor, 1 of 5 from 3, 5 boards, 3 assists, 5 steals, 4 blocks, plus 9. Covington was good and played 34 minutes off the bench. He just... He, just couldn't shoot tonight. On the other side, um, Carl Anthony Towns, 23 points, 10 boards, 4 assists. You know, 19 in the first half really, really got it going. And Anthony Edwards, who had 24, uh, he sat late in the second half with foul trouble, came back in and was a problem. D'Angelo Russell wasn't um, wasn't great in this game, but he hit two really big ones in the final three minutes to, to you know, the, the game was slipping away from the T-Wolves, and he made sure it didn't slip away, and then the Blazers uh, melted down. Um, I really came away... From this game, like I, this was supposed to be the Dame back game, right? We're Dame back, um, and I came away from this game thinking a couple different things. Like one, um, the starting lineup wasn't quite enough, and we'll talk about that in the second segment. But two, like this group is just they're still just, they've, they've got a way, they're just a ways away after the game. You know, they kind of said the right things. Um, you know, Larry Nance and Damian Lord and C- and Chauncey Bill spoke to, spoke to the media and they said the right things. Um, you know, that, 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 that they played well, but they just had, they have been inconsistent and that's been the theme all year. And it's like, you know, you, you put together some good stretches and some bad stretches and what they're missing is that ability to put like the good stretches together. Um, and they just got to figure out how to win. And Larry Nance said, he's, you know, I'm willing to do whatever it takes and the winning is most important, blah, blah, blah. And, and Billups said, you know, we just got to get healthy. We're finally healthy now. Now we can worry about playing a little bit better. And he didn't even say we're finally healthy. Like we just, we're back to closer health. Dame's in the lineup, you know, still no, no CG, no, no, no Cody Zeller, but like, you know, health was such a big concern over the last two weeks that now that we're healthy, then we can start worrying about basketball. But this team is, you know, they're 11 and 16 and they've lost and they, they're just, you know, dropping home games now. Like, you know, they lost four straight home games. Um, this is, they, you know, they, they started 10 and one at home and it felt really, um, it felt like this was okay. Well, they just, they can't take it on the road with them. They've now lost four in a row. Um, and, and their only win in this stretch after, um, after really struggling is, you know, I believe they lost eight of nine is, is a win over the Pistons where they didn't play particularly well. Um, it's, and the Pistons are the worst team in the NBA right now. So they're just, they're in a bad spot. Like, um, they tried something new and that's what I want to talk about in the second segment. Like they went to this new lineup. Let's, let's spend some minutes, like sort of discussing why and what we saw from that but um 
the the little tweaks, the moving guys around, it's it's not it's just not going to be enough for them right now. They're just they're not they are not in a good spot. Let's talk about the new lineup though, because because it it was um, it wasn't this huge change, but it, it represents a relatively it represents one of the few things you can do if um, before you um, you know blow this thing to rubble and rebuild it. Um, it's one of the few things you can do is change the lineup and Chauncey Phillips tried that tonight. Let's talk about what we saw from that new starting group. But first, let's talk about DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Listen, if you're like me, Watching TV can mean juggling remotes, it can mean juggling devices, it can mean remembering logins, it can mean saying, hey, actually, I don't have that, that app on my phone, I have it on my computer, let's go here, let's go there. Um, it's just trickier than you want. So if you're looking for a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle, a great way to finally get your TV together, that's DirecTV Stream. It brings you live TV and on-demand favorites like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right. So we talked about the Blazers' 116-111 loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Blazers aren't very good right now. Um, this is a bad loss in a season filled with them. Um, they're not a good team, but the Timberwolves had lost five in a row coming in this game. They're the longest losing streak in the Western Conference. Um, before that, they'd won seven of eight, and it was like, oh, Minnesota's kind of good. Um, and then they just totally scuffled. And this was a game you have to win. Like, um, there's no such thing as a must-win game during the regular season until you get to the last week. So then, like, these games still matter. But, like, the Blazers looking ahead of their schedule, it's Phoenix and it's Memphis and it's Charlotte. Like, those are good basketball teams. Um, this, even as shorthand as Memphis is, they're a good basketball team. And Phoenix is one of the best teams in the league, if not the best team in the league. Uh, like, you look at the schedule this week, a scuffling Minnesota team at home with Dame back in the lineup. This is a game you win. This is a game you just win. If you're if you're a team that is headed anywhere but um, the dumpster, you win this game and set the Blazers lose. Uh, I'm not going to come down too crazy hard on them because I think just talking with um, you know fans and 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 people on on Twitter.com is like. The Blazers aren't very good. This wasn't like a shocking loss, but to me, this was a bad loss, capital B bad loss in a season filled with them. Um, this was not this. There was this was not a heartening game or a game that gave you like a glimmer of hope. Uh, after the game, Larry Nance tried to say, "Oh, there's some positive things, you know, like Amphrey Simons is really good, and and you know Ben McLemore was good, and Trenton Watford gave those seven good minutes, and that's all true. It's all true, absolutely. Seven great minutes from Trenton Watford, you know, from from two way at the end of the bench to like, hey, we need your size. Come basically play center for us or power forward next to Robert." Covington playing center and Ben McLemore, professional shooter, call him up off the bench. And Anthony Simons, a bucket, dude's a bucket, it's absolutely a bucket. Um, but two six foot three shooters, McLemore and Anthony Simons, is not the solution that this particular iteration of the Blazers needs. Maybe another iteration coming here in January, but not this iteration of the Blazers. I don't see a lot of positives, but I did see a major change. Um, the starting lineup is represents to me, uh, Billups saying, Hey, I. I I don't have many answers left. He had said he had contemplated a lineup change maybe three weeks ago, maybe a month ago now, and just never never went to it. Um, but but then he, he went to it, and he and he went to it now to give length and give a, hoping for a little bit better defense. And the Blazers didn't have that. Um, in fact, in the first, you know, it, foul trouble complicated this game for sure. Um, but also like 
defending without fouling is part of being good good defensively. Uh, I will say, since I recorded this, Yusuf Nurkic has posted three of his fouls on his Instagram stories to complain specifically about the fouls, like in a subtle way or a not so subtle way. If you're someone who can um, see what he's doing, uh, so certainly it was um, there was some frustration in the Blazers' locker room, and Larry Nance mentioned as much that he was frustrated too. And and Billups didn't. He just said like fouls. Um, always kind of change up what your plan is but um you know nurk or excuse me nance only played about didn't even play a full five minutes um in in the first quarter so they played four minutes and 16 seconds together this new starting group and they were outscored by four points not a terrible start but like if you were looking for um an inspired start against a bad or a not particularly good i should we should say uh timberwolves team a game in four and six on the road when they when they arrived here in portland again losers of five straight the longest losing streak in the western conference first four minutes you're losing you're already losing um they did something a little bit different with that starting group where they put larry nance on cat and let um that's carl Anthony towns and and put yusuf nurkic on jared vanderbilt to let nurk play like kind of like center field or um freelance a little bit like be the helper guy and I thought Nurk did that to very... I, I don't think it was supernatural for Nurk. I, I think Larry would be better at that naturally. But then if you put Nurk on Cat, it might be a quickness issue. And they might be able to get pick and pops. Like, I understood why they did it. It just didn't work. Um, sometimes uh, sometimes you just don't have, have the right personnel. But... Um, the, the Blazers went back to that starting lineup in the second half, and the second half started with a 12-1 12, um, 12 uh, run by the T-Wolves to open up that third quarter. Uh, and, you know, then then there were... Um, Nance got another foul like two and a half minutes into the um, two and a half minutes into the second quarter, and they had to they had to bail on that starting group again and bring in, uh, bring in uh, subs off the bench, bring in Norm off the bench. So, like, they... It got derailed by fouls, but it also didn't work. Uh, the for the, they that starting group played another fifty eight seconds uh, together in the fourth quarter, and they were out. They were outscored on one. They didn't score on one possession and gave up. Uh, a, they committed a foul and gave up uh, two free throws. They were split. So for the for the game, they finished minus sixteen in seven minutes and forty two seconds together. It was just bad. That was, group didn't work together. And part of the reason they didn't work together is because Larry Nance is a weird fit next to Yusuf Nurkic. As the reason why Chauncey Billups has avoided it to this point, asking Nance to. Be be a floor spacer takes away what he's good at, which is being involved in pick and rolls um, and being a diving um, as a, as a role man and spacing to the dunker spot, which is like the space, um, you know, a step outside the lane on, on the baseline. It's, that's where he's going to do his damage. And if you put him at the four, he's at the corners and are at the arc. And it's just, he, first of all, he doesn't want to shoot. So sometimes he hesitates to take open threes and he's not a particularly good shooter over two on threes. And I thought uh, both of them were wide open. And one of the, on one of those possessions, he missed a three and got it back and had another look at it, chose not to shoot and ended up Rocco had to force up a force up a late clock three. Like it's, He's a five. Larry Nance's a five. Um, you know, I thought he could play more four, but I don't. He can't play four with this group next to Nurk particularly well. They can be pretty good on offense, but all year long that group has been ba- him and Nurk have been bad on offense together and good on defense. Same thing tonight. Just the the offense was clunky with them in there. The spacing is weird, and it takes away what Nance is best at. And then. You know, if uh, there's, you know, less room for Nurk to post up and all these things because you can help off Nance, and it's just. Um, it's not ideal. I, I like the idea of it, and I wouldn't go away from it necessarily because the Blazers' other starting group, when they go three guards, um, or or just if you leave Rocco in that group, has getting t- torched on defense. Like, they're just getting torched. Uh, so you don't necessarily, like, a change was warranted and necessary. But, um, you know, uh, 
like I'm, I guess there's only so many buttons you can push. Like the the this team has limitations, and you're seeing it. Um, they're missing some front line depth, hence hence Trent and Watford. They're missing real versatility to be able to play a bunch of different shapes. Uh, I thought they'd have more versatility this year and they just don't because Rocco hasn't been super good. Um, and Nance and Nance and Nurk aren't a good fit together. Like it, it's this, that's a surprise to me straight up. It's a surprise to me that you're bench, benching Robert Covington for defense tonight though. Covington, like I said, uh, five steals, four blocks. And I thought he played really well, did, did everything but shoot. Um, and he played 34 minutes off the bench. Like he way more than he typically plays. Some of that was foul trouble. Some of that was matchup stuff. They closed the game small with Rocco and Nance in there and not Nurk just cause, um, it was, it wasn't a good Nurk night and this wasn't a particularly good matchup for him. They wanted to switch everything. I don't know if I agree with them wanting to switch everything, but that's kind of what they wanted to do. Um, the, the so like, I'm not, I'm not saying the lineup, get rid of it. I'm just saying it didn't work. And it didn't work for obvious reasons, and it didn't work for reasons that might continue to show up. But um, the Blazers need to—I think they need to give it a couple more games if they're committed to it. I think like the sign of good coaching is make a decision and stick with it for a little bit. They stuck with that first starting group for 25 games. Uh, I'm not suggesting 25 more games of this, dear God, no. But like two, two or three, you know, try it against Phoenix and uh, and Memphis. Uh, Phoenix is really good. Might might not matter what you do and try it against Memphis. And if and if you start to get some rhythm, start to see some things you like, and start to become a more functional defensive team, and Dame makes shots, then you might win the game. Like some some of this is like you know Dame goes three of fourteen from three. If he shoots like a normal percentage, is not normal because this is about what he's been this year. But like if he shoots sort of like the typical Dame of the last five seasons. 38% from three, the Blazers probably win. <laughs> um, so a lot of it is just like if they make shots, but the starting group didn't, didn't play well together and it didn't play well together in a very predictable way. It's just not enough. The, this team needs more. The shakeup is going to come from not like moving um, deck chairs around on the Titanic. It's going to become from, from bailing out. Like it's going to come from trades and, and redoing the roster. And we'll talk about all of that. Uh, we're going to record a mailbag. It'll be Tuesday. The show, this is Monday's show. Uh, it'd be in your feed December 13th on December 14th, Tuesday show. We'll do a mailbag. We'll talk trades. A bunch of you are curious about um, DeMontis Sabonis and Miles Turner and yada, yada, yada. Like, We'll we'll talk about the um, about some maybe bigger structural moves that the Blazers could chase. But for right now, you look at the starting lineup change and you think, yeah, okay, good idea. Give it another shot. It didn't work tonight. It might not work again in the future. But you can't keep bumping your head against the same you know the same part of the ceiling. You might as well go bump your head into the wall over on the other side of the room at some point. At least change up how you fail. So I'm in favor of experimenting with it, but I'm I am not surprised it hasn't worked. None of the Nurk none of the Nurk Nance lineups all year long have looked particularly good numbers wise or with the eye test and I think it was the exact same thing tonight that's enough negativity let's come back in the third segment and close out the show with a little blazers moment of joy we did these all off season long and I'm bringing them back because we need a moment of joy I asked listeners to send me um, reasons they fell in love moments they fell in love with the blazers or why the blazers bring them joy and people shared various moments of sort of what blazers moment of joy meant to them and so a listener was kind enough to send one in so i will read that for you share that with you rather in the third segment to close out the show but before we do that let's talk about bill bar it's the best tasting protein bar that there is that's what they're doing they're making delicious protein bars um there's not a lot of trick to it they're just delicious. I've been eating protein. I've been eating protein bars. I've been eating Bill Bar for, for a long time. Um, you know, we've. I think they've been a sponsor for a couple of years. I I tried them first when they when they first kind of came on board with the network, and I said these rock. And I have since regularly spent my own money to purchase Bill Bars. The ones I really like are uh, cookies and cream and 
peanut butter brownie, but you'll find something. You want fruity flavors like strawberry or orange. You want double chocolate, salted caramel. You'll find what you like. And they got new limited time flavors all the time. If you go to built.com, you can see those. They also got a bunch of other uh, protein products like built boost and built broth. Like you can, if you're, um, you can find something that is going to sort of fit fit the profile of what you're looking for and they're going to taste great like the bars are just delicious and they pack a real punch 17 to 18 grams of protein 130 to 180 calories four to five grams of sugar and only five grams of net carbs go get yourself some go to built.com use the promo code lock 15 you get 15 percent off your next order that is built.com for 15 percent off today's show today's show also, brought to you by BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports actions. Got you covered all season long. More props, more odds, more lines than ever before. So as football season heads into the playoffs and as basketball season heads into the thick of its regular season with many, many games every single night, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all your sports action. So head on over to their website, BetOnline.ag. Sign up today and use the promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus if you are a new customer making their first deposit. That's locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. They got basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, soccer here and abroad, even your favorite Vegas casino games. It's all right there waiting for you. So don't wait. Take advantage of all these amazing offers all the fun you can have over at betonline.ag that's betonline where the game starts still a pass first point guard still mike richmond still listening to locked on blazers we talked about the blazers loss to the timberwolves yuck we talked about the blazers new um starting lineup fine whatever but i it's kind of it's dark days here in Blazerland. um I'm under the impression that, like, Joe Cronin has been pretty straightforward. Like, big changes are coming. Um, they're on the horizon. So, um, I don't want to belabor that this roster stinks right now, but they stink. They're not good. <laughs> they're not a good basketball team, and this was a bad loss in a season filled with them. So, we need a little palate cleanser, and this is your palate cleanser. All uh, off-season long, sort of when the Blazers um, off-season started to get a little bit um chaotic, I said, we need some Blazers moments of joy, reminders of why we love this team, and I sent... Um, I sent uh, like a call out into the world to say, hey, dear listeners, send me, um, s- you know, send me your mo- Blazers moments of joy, whatever that might mean to you. The moment you fell in love with the Blazers, your first Blazer memory, um, a, a, a reason why you love this team or why the Blazers bring you joy. We've got all types of different stories. Um and it's just a reminder to hold tightly to what you love about this team and remember what you love about this team because sometimes... Often the world is challenging and the basketball is bad. So it's good to remind yourself and others in your community, in your basketball blazer loving community, blazer basketball loving community rather, why you fell in love with this team or why they bring you joy. So luckily listener Brett uh, was kind enough to send in this story that I'm going to share with you now. Here it is from Brett. I live in Perth, Australia, the most isolated capital the most isolated capital city in the world. This story begins in 2001. 9-11 had just happened, and I had tickets to America to visit a friend in Portland. I was coming a Bulls fan, but really a Michael Jordan fan. He wasn't a Bull anymore, and I didn't know it at the time. I arrived, but I was about to fall for another team. As an early Christmas present, the parents of my friend bought us two tickets to see Blazers vs. Orlando Magic, December 15th, 2001. So I went to the Rose Garden having... Already been to a national basketball games in Australia. Go Perth Wildcats. Go Perth Wildcats. I thought I knew what I was, I thought I knew what I was in for. Firstly, 
The size of the place made me gasp for air, seeing the banners in the rafters, then sitting down and seeing the blimp thing flying around. But when the lights went out and they announced the starting five, I couldn't take my eyes off the court. It was so much bigger and brighter than anything I'd seen before in Perth. The game started and Portland got off to a great start, but the Magic reeled them in in the second and third quarters. The fourth started and Rasheed Wallace and Tracy McGrady took over the game, going back and forth with, with threes and dunks and two of the most amazing performances. Portland won the game and me over, by 11 points, it, but it felt closer than that. I remember getting really nervous about Orlando coming home with a wet sail and T-Mac not missing near, near the end, until he did. The Magic had Horace Grant and Mike Miller and Monty Williams and Patrick Ewing playing. The Blazers had Reuben Patterson, Damon Stoudemire, Derek Anderson, and Sean Kemp, while Zach Randolph and Bonzi Wells were on the bench and didn't play. The game was jam-packed with legends, like Grant Hill, who was sitting on the bench for the Magic, wearing a suit and tie, out injured. Bummer. I've always had it on my bucket list to get back to the Rose Garden, now the Moda Center, since that day. It was an amazing highlight in my life. Coming back to Perth after my four weeks in Oregon, I would daily reach for newspapers, no good internet back then for Australia, for day or two-day-old box scores just to keep up with on what was happening with my new passion. Over the next few years, I watched and read from afar, seeing the highs of LaMarcus, lows of Odin, and the highs and lows of Brandon Roy. Only in the five years, only in the last five years, I've been able to watch the games on the NBA website with the Portland Pass. We finally got internet in Australia that we can stream with. I never miss a game now. I'm constantly getting in trouble at work for looking at my phone for scores. The games start here in Perth in the morning between 9 and 11 a.m., which is a pretty good time for me when I have days off. It's been such a fun ride. And now with Dame, I'm hoping for a bright future and beyond. I'll finish with this. Let's go Blazers. That one's from Brett at Aussie at Austin underscore Aussie on Twitter. If you want to reach out to Brett and thank, thank Brett for sharing that story. Brett, thanks so much. Um, this is a reminder of your Blazers joy. It can happen in a moment when you're going to a game or going to something, thinking that you are a fan of something else. It can it can grab you quickly and pull you in and become a lifelong obsession. It, the reminders of why we love this and why we care about it are so important. The reasons I started Moment of Joy, the idea of Moment of Joy, is because. I want it to be that reminder of sort of either why we fell in love with the team or a moment we sort of cling to that brings us joy. For many of us, that's, you know, the big, big playoff moments. Uh, Brandon Roy shot here or a Kevin Duckworth moments or, um, you know, or Clyde Drexler or Rasheed Wallace and those those early 2000s teams or... Um, you know, uh, I moved here in the in the fall. I moved to Portland in the fall of 2006. I loved a Zach Randolph jab step. Um, just, just, uh, just deliberate uh, and stubborn and left-handed as hell. Like I, these are these moments that you kind of um, that pull you in and kind of connect you to a place. And it's nice, particularly when things are are kind of rough and rugged around the edges of a place and a thing you love to say, oh yeah, I remember why I fell in love. I was a kid visiting, visiting a friend and somewhere far away. And like, I was hooked. The lights went out in the motor center and I was, or the Rose garden and I was hooked. It's I'm, I'm glad Brett that you were, that that moment um, is something that now some 20, you know, two decades later that you can kind of tap back into. You can remember seeing Grant Hill in a suit and saying, man, I wish I saw him. You can remember seeing, um, um, you know, Derek Anderson and say like, oh, he's a big guard. How fun. Like it's basketball is the sort of the thing that ties us here. It's why we're all here. You're listening this deep into the podcast. You're here. So cling tightly to these moments of joy. 
dear listeners. Cling tightly to them because um, life and basketball fandom is challenging. So if you don't remind yourself and then hold tightly to the moments that bring you joy, you won't find much of it often. So again, thank you, Brett, so much for sharing uh, that one. I have a couple more of these in the chamber. So if the Blazers season stays dark, um, we might share them. But if you want to share your Blazers moment of joy, I will save it for a rainy day. Uh, Brett sent this to me in October and I've held on to it till December. So I I keep them filed away. I know where they are, so I've got a couple more. Um, but if you want to share one, lockedonblazerspod at gmail.com is where you can share your Blazers moment of joy, whatever that means to you. Why you fell in love with the team or a special moment or, or something that you remember fondly or kind of like whatever, when I say Blazers moment of joy, whatever that might mean to you, it does not have to be Brett's. It can be, it can be any type of structure you want. Um, just using that as sort of the idea around it. So thanks again, Brett, uh, and locked on blazers pot at gmail.com. If you want to share one, uh, that's going to do it for today's show tomorrow. Like I said, is going to be a mailbag episode. We do this each week, answering listeners, submitted questions all episode long. Tweet at me at Mike G rich, or send me an email locked on blazers pod at gmail.com. And I will answer answer all your questions. Uh, Blazers play Tuesday night. They play the Suns. We'll have a recap of that game. Wednesday night, they play the, the Grizzlies. We'll recap that game. Jason Quick's going to join the show. It looks like Friday's show will be will be quickie, quickie. But uh, we were we were still debating. So he might be on Thursday's show. No promises. But he'll be here at the end of the week. Uh, we got five shows each week, free wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. So tell your friends. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Help us to get to 2,000 subscribers by 2022. 2,000 subscribers by New Year's on YouTube. Go there right now to search Locked on Blazers on your YouTube app or on YouTube.com. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you soon. <laughs>